goes without saying that uh, I am pre-recording this portion of the podcast because I've just uh, seen this little bit of news about the Indians. Uh, Tonight against the White Sox, of course, Cal Quantrill will be getting the start, but they say that Tristan McKenzie, Sticks, will be in the bullpen. They are uh, considering doing a flip-flop and uh, having sticks in the bullpen for the playoffs. Now, it'll be fascinating to see if that works out and how that happens tonight, if it does at all. I'm sincerely hoping that Quantrill goes seven strong innings, gives up nothing, and then they can go to the bully, and hopefully the bully doesn't give up anything either. But if if they should happen to go to him, I would be fascinated to see what, in fact, they're going to do with Sticks. Now, is he going to be a Julian Tavares? Go ahead, Google it, millennials, I get it. Is he going to be Julian Tavares, uh, or is he going to be, uh, you know, that one of those situational one, two, three kind of cats where he just comes in, he gets a couple of batters, uh, and then he's back out. Altogether, a very fascinating little bit of story as uh, we go into this game against the White Sox. We need this win, and uh, we need Cal Quantrill to pull it off for us. So here's hoping that between the two of them, we get her done. The Houston Astros failed miserably last night, losing to the Seattle Mariners. I swear they can't even cheat right. Uh, So as we go into tonight's game, the Indians' magic number to clinch the playoffs remains at one. So either the Indians win, the Mariners lose, or dear God, we hope both. But nevertheless, here we are. Uh, thanks to the Astros, it's ultimately on the Indians to get themselves into the playoffs, which nobody's going to argue has been the point the whole time. Uh, good luck, boys. The Browns' defensive unit saw many uh, returning players to practice this week. We've got uh, Mac Wilson. Uh, Greedy Williams and Kevin Johnson, the cornerback, all returning to the fold. Uh, Now, uh, Mac Wilson has been chomping at the bit, ready to get out there, and I believe Greedy Williams has too. Um, Kevin Johnson, they they were worried that it might hurt his liver to continue playing, but uh, he said, no, there seems to be no imminent danger for him or his liver should he return. So uh, he's going to go return back to to practice and give it his best go. Uh, If the Browns can continue to click on offense, and now they're getting their, their strong defense back together, we might just see a much better game out of the Browns than we did against the Bengals. And of course, that was a win. So we could end up 2-1 and one to start the season. And that's not too shabby for a team that a lot of people like to hate on. So here's hoping that they learn to hate on us because we win, 
not because we lose. I have talked to you in the past about the mask police and how ridiculous the mask police are getting. Well, the NFL is no exception to that rule. The NFL, in their infinite wisdom, decided to fine coaches who did not wear a mask for at least a portion of a game. So, uh, the the coach of the Ra uh, Las Vegas Raiders in uh, Gruden and the New Orleans Saints coach Peyton both got fined $100,000 for not wearing one. And both teams got fined 250000 for letting them not wear one. you got to get a life. Seek out a life, please. You know, if you need to rent the, the Enterprise, hop on board and seek out new life. Stop being the mask police of people on TV in an empty stadium. It already happened to Mike Rizzo being thrown out of an empty stadium when he was up in an upper deck of the Washington Nationals game. This is ridiculous. Let, let's, let's be honest. There is no way that Gruden and uh, Peyton weren't anywhere near their players all week. And there was nobody on that sideline but their respective teams and a handful of representatives who were under no obligation to go stand right next to the head coach. So this is just petty virtue signaling and more of the mask police stuff that needs to go away if you want us to take this seriously. Now I see where Vanessa Bryant is suing the L.A. County Sheriff who snapped personal photos at the crash site where Kobe died and was using them, peddling them, to make friends, influence people, and to get women. What a sick, sick thing to do. Hey, you want to see Kobe Bryant dead? Wouldn't that be neat? kind of sicko does that? I mean, I stick up for cops quite a bit. When I feel they're right, when I feel they're wrong, the book needs to be thrown at this guy. This was a crash site where somebody died, and you're snapping personal photos because it's a celebrity, so you can show it around town and win friends and influence people and get chicks. Shame on you. Shame on you. I hope that Vanessa Bryant wins that lawsuit, and the first thing they do is make sure you go packing. Sorry. Best of luck. I would suggest that you go somewhere where there won't be any celebrity sightings. Then you can be the best lawman you want to be. But if you have no class and, and you have no shame, maybe, maybe being where a bunch of celebrities might be so you can snap photos of them is a bad idea. And I do hope that Vanessa wins and wins soundly in her challenge. The NBA 
MVP for a second time is Giannis from uh, the uh, the Greek Freak from the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, I saw where one particular writer said that he ought to try to be more like the quitter. And I would say to the Greek freak, please don't. Milwaukee loves you. Milwaukee needs you. You make Milwaukee Bucks fans happy. And yes, you can probably go to some bigger star-studded team and you can have all sorts of gravitational pull and you can use collusion and pull a bunch of players together and talk everybody into taking pay cuts that they wouldn't normally take just so they can play with you on this repulsive super team. Yeah, you could totally do that, but you would be a quitter just like the quitter. So I'm I'm encouraging you, Giannis, just say no. Uh, continue to be the hero where you are. Have the courage to say, no, Milwaukee is going to become a basketball center. I don't need to go to Boston or New York or L.A. I can go right, I can stay right here in Milwaukee and make Miss Wisconsin a basketball hub for the NBA to make them an important stop on the tour. Because, Giannis, you, you can go jump to a super team like everybody else, but why would you want to do that to yourself? You are going to be you. You don't need to be the next quitter. You can be the first Greek freak. You can be the one that they speak of for generations to come. You definitely have the talent. That's how you are an MVP yet again, and congratulations on that. Don't give up. Don't listen to these writers. Do what you should do. A small note, and I know I really have not mentioned it, primarily because the season was nearly over, but uh, the Australian football AFL fantasy is now over for the year. And uh, ultimately, I came in 368th out of all North Melbourne supporters, known as Shimboners, uh, which is not bad considering I haven't had cable for over 18 months and I'm not able to stay up and watch the games right now, so I'm merely playing it by ear and whatever I can eyeball or what I can hear on my uh, mate Warney's podcast, uh, The Traders. Other than that, I, I'm kind of flying blind, and I managed to come in 368th out of, you know, Australia. So I'm, I'm rather satisfied with that. Uh, it's not a, a great season by any means, uh, but, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, I had a great deal of injuries, and uh, I lost some players that I drafted in the first week, and I never got them back. So... What, what can you do? But uh, next season, I look forward to more people catching on to Aussie football, especially now that they are actually playing and there are a lot of sports that are either becoming incredibly annoying or extinct. Uh, so it'd be nice to have some uh, other Americans uh, come on board with Z uh, Zachary and I 
and uh, we can hopefully get a nice AFL league here in America going for next season. But uh, in the meantime, uh, everybody just make a mental note. Make Rocky your captain. Rumor has it that um, along with all of the other shenanigans going on in D.C. right now, all of the things being kicked back and forth, one of the primary things that uh, they are considering in Congress is they want to add American Samoa to the Senate. Now, American Samoa loomed large for one particular dirtbag billionaire in the uh, Democratic uh, primaries in the name of Michael Bloomberg, who spent millions upon millions upon millions of dollars, and he managed to get some votes in American Samoa for some reason. Uh, speculation was that he bought off specific chiefs who just simply told their people, hey, this is who we're voting for. Because otherwise he didn't campaign there. Virtually nobody knew him. And virtually everywhere in the continental U.S., Alaska, and Hawaii, he did so poorly that, uh, that uh, you know, Pat Polson probably got more votes. So let's put it that way. So... American Samoa might be added to the Senate. I believe they've already got representation in the House, and they want to be added to the Senate. Uh, I wonder how you feel. I won't, I won't share how I feel, but I wonder how you feel about it uh, potentially going up to 52 senators. What do you think? Russian President Vladimir Putin says that their COVID uh, vaccine is perfectly safe. Never mind that whole glowing-in-the-dark thing and who knows what other side effects may occur. Well, I can suggest this. If there's anybody in this country who would like the Russian COVID vaccine, feel free to have it. And then let me know in 25 years how that worked out for you. And I'll give it a think. Okie dokie. I mean, no offense, President Putin. No offense. But I don't trust any government right now when it comes to vaccines. I don't even like that Trump is talking about how we're going to have them any day now. And how we should rest assured uh, that by, hopefully by election day, we will be able to get them. That makes me a little nervous. They were saying six to eight months easily just for, uh, just for hydroxychloroquine to be even remotely approved. And then, of course, they immediately started bad-mouthing it. Now they're all of a sudden these things that are out of nowhere, just a couple of months down the line, and they're going, oh, yeah, they'll be ready by, they'll be ready by election day. No worries. And now you have the Russians saying, oh, we've already got one that works just fine. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. I'm good. Okay? It doesn't matter 
what country comes up with it doesn't matter what company comes up with it. I don't trust any of it because nobody will be honest anymore and say where the stupid virus came from. So why am I supposed to trust where they say the vaccine came from? And why am I supposed to trust what they say is in it and the side effects that may occur? How do they even know what side effects may occur? If we're supposed to be petrified of the very idea of hydroxychloroquine, even though Donald Trump, the orange man himself, said he took it for two straight weeks and he's as fit as a fiddle, thank you kindly, everybody's going, oh, no, that's not going to work. Well, here's something that they must have ding-zapped in a microwave and we're supposed to go, oh, sure, yeah, go ahead and put that in my body. <laughs> no, no. And I know, I know you want to say, how outrageous, you want to kill grandma. <laughs> no. And, and by the way, just a heads up, if any of you want to come at me with that hyperbole, you just want to kill grandma, you don't worry about the kids, you don't want to care about your fellow man, I'm going to start agreeing with you, by the way, so don't, don't come at me with that. I mean... Here, here, here's something that I can, I can offer you. Remember Alestra chips? Okay, millennials, this is another one of those Google things, so I don't even spell it to help you along. O-L-E-S-T-R-A, Olestra. The Spanish... The special potato chips that we were all supposed to enjoy. Oh, weren't they going to be healthier for you? Oh, weren't they going to... And l just look at what happened there. Now, this is supposed to be a vaccine that's not only supposed to cure you of something that we're all supposed to be afraid of that killed me just the other day, according to Joe Biden. Um, this, this has the potential for altering your DNA. This has the potential for altering all sorts of things within your body. And that's just if it happens to work the way they profess it will work. Never mind any extra side effects they don't want to tell you about. Never mind anything else that they might forget they've, they've added to it. Uh, no names, please. No suggestions, please. But I'm pretty sure you know what I'm talking about. So why am I supposed to allow this to go into my body just a couple of months after it's been magically whipped up somewhere? No, thanks. Totally good. You go ahead. Let me know in about 25 years how it worked out. And in about 25 years, if you're still alive and well and nothing's happened to you, I'll give it a go. Okay? Do we have a deal? Thanks. The CDC was already uh, waging a war on Halloween. Uh, you know, finding every which way to attack the only holiday in which everybody is okay with you wearing a mask. But now... They have decided to get celebrities to help them cancel Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Okay, we're still in the middle of September. 
and they are trying to cancel Thanksgiving. Two more months away, after the stupid election. Well, it came to a head when Mariah Carey, whose voice is a weapon of mass destruction that must be destroyed for the safety and sanity of all mankind, decided she was going to tweet that Thanksgiving was in fact canceled. Rest assured that most Americans weren't buying into that because some of them made sure she already had a little bird to get her through her September. You've all heard of Peter Piper and how he picked a peck of pickle peppers. Well, you should hear what Peter Parker, Peter Pettigrew, and Petey Pumpernickel all did to top him. Peter Parker, Peter Pettigrew, and Petey Pumpernickel all picked up a pint of natural pickled pink, perfectly pickled peaches, which are pickled for a purpose in their produce section. They're gluten-free, you know. So it was 25 years ago today that three movies I actually recall seeing debuted in movie theaters. Now, uh, the first one was Showgirls. I did not see that in the movie theater. I, I do admit to that. I did not see that one in the movie theater at all. Uh, but that was Elizabeth Berkley in a really naughty role as a showgirl. And uh, the movie posters uh, were rather risque. We were seeing a little bit of Jesse Spano from Saved by the Bell's Bare, bare Leg. And, you know, hubba hubba there. But ultimately, once you get past Elizabeth Berkley being pretty, uh, that movie really did not, you know, go over well. Frankly, I don't remember much of it. It was just kind of, hey, look, there's Jesse Spano, and then <laughs> fell asleep. Uh, so that was, you know, that was blockbuster money well spent. Then there was uh, Seven. Now seven was popular. Uh, you had you had uh, Brad Pitt. You had uh, Kevin Spacey as the villain, I do believe, and then Morgan Freeman as kind of the you know the Morgan Freeman of the movie, if you know what I mean. I mean that just that that wise old crafty cunning uh, detective and. Uh, it was a, a murderer who was murdering uh, using the seven deadly sins, going one through seven. And uh, you were kind of following along. Okay, well, there's one, there's two, there's three. And the only scene that I really remember that really sticks out to me is Brad Pitt uh, looking like a haggard mess out in the middle of nowhere. And he's uh, got his gun pulled and he's, what's in the box? What's in the box? And uh, it was the remains of, uh, it was remains of a victim, I do believe. And uh, of course, you know, a lot of people really took to that movie. And a lot of my classmates and, and contemporaries, you know, really enjoyed the horror films and the thrillers. So that one really did well. 
me, I just, I was never really a huge fan of it. I kind of got bored with it after a while. Uh, and then the third movie that came out 25 years ago today, Empire Records. Now, Empire Records uh, is is kind of the, the, the one of the three movies where you could re- relate to somebody. Everybody could relate to somebody. And virtually everybody who saw that either wanted to be someone at Empire Records or wanted to date someone at Empire Records. Uh, and, uh, you know, it was known, to at least in my book, one of the things that it really had going for it was the girls. Uh, surprise, surprise there, right? Uh, you know, Liv Tyler, the daughter of Steven Tyler of Aerosmith, in a fuzzy sweater and a cute little short mini skirt and just looking adorable. And then uh, Renee Zellweger, who, you know, uh, most of you know from Chicago or uh, Jerry Maguire. And then Robin Tunney from The Craft with a shaved head. So kind of ruined her look, but that was kind of what they were going for with that character. Uh, but a lot of fellas, including myself, the heart, the heart raced a little faster around Liv Tyler. She, you know, she was in the Aerosmith videos for her dad with Alicia Silverstone, who, in, you know, I mean, who didn't see Clueless simply to see Alicia Silverstone or the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, my cousin's band? Who, you know, that's one of the two things you saw Clueless for. Alicia Silverstone or, you know, uh, the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Well, then they do the Aerosmith videos. And and so those two are, are friends to, in those videos. And boy, were those great. And again, you know, my little boy heart is just a ba 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 Oh, amazing. And then Liv Tyler is in uh, Armageddon, uh, love interest of Ben Affleck, <laughs> uh, who ultimately dies. And there's that scene where she's crying and feeling the screen. And it's all a very emotional and you feel bad for her and you want to comfort her. But uh, uh, Empire Records was 25 years ago. 25. You know, I look at my demographic numbers and there's a healthy amount of you. I believe 22% of my audience is in the demographic that wasn't alive when Empire Records came out. I wonder how many of you have seen it and what you think of it. Me, I would think that if it came out in 2020, if, you know, we never you know, we never saw it before and it came out now fresh. I think it would stand the test of time. Now, of course, you know, you, you'd have to, you'd have to concede that record stores really aren't, uh, what they used to be. I mean, you can go to Barnes and Noble or books a million or, uh, F Y E places like that. And, and that's about as close to a true record store as you're going to get in most towns. Most everybody downloads, uh, MP3s nowadays, and maybe you might get that rebel that wants to have vinyl or that geezer who wants to have a CD still. 
but most everybody's digital. So they really can't relate to it. It's become like Blockbuster, the record store where you, you know, you could go and there were listening stations and you could listen to the music and decide for yourself right there in the store, put, put, put a pair of headphones on, which nowadays people would freak out. Oh my gosh, the germs. But you know, everybody would go put the headphones on. Okay. Let me listen to this band. Let me listen to this. Oh, this doesn't sound too bad. And you didn't have to wait for it to come on the radio. You could decide right then and there when the record debuted in the record store, you could go, okay, I like that. Or that sucks. I never want to hear it on the radio ever again. And it was a, it was a good way to, to find new music. They don't do that. And the thing about old school record stores was, um, there were thousands upon thousands of records in, in a lot of them, you know, there were tapes and CDs and cassettes, uh, uh, eight track tapes, uh, vinyl. It all depend, uh, depends on the era you were in, but there were thousands upon thousands and you'd sift through them much like much like you'd see uh, Sheldon Cooper and the boys in Big Bang Theory go through comics. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Don't want it, got it, got it, got it. Who cares? Got it, got it. And you could spend a good hour just looking at and and you'd go, oh, wow, I never knew they cut this album. This is one I don't have. Hey, you know, and you could really look over the music. Nowadays, you go on Amazon music or whatever it is. And, and they want to recommend music and they want to force music. And then you have to use your skips and all that nonsense. Or in some cases you actually have to have some sort of special subscription just to hear it. And this is before you've even bought it. And, uh, it's just a different game now. And record stores also were places of culture. I mean, you go in there and, and a lot like hot topic is now they've got, they had t-shirts and posters of the bands and, uh, you know, and there were various, uh, different kinds of patches and buttons you could get from your favorite bands, you know, all sorts of stuff that nowadays, unless you find it in a hot topic or some retro kind of store, uh, I think what's that one called the box lunch or something like that. I mean, unless you get, get it at one of those places, you're not finding it now. Uh, they've be, the record store has become antiquated, but empire records. If you look at that, at that record store, that was kind of the, the quintessential record store of, of when I was a kid, only there weren't a lot of babes in the one that I went to. In fact, it was mostly 30 and 40 year old wannabe musicians who are just kind of wandering around hubnumming, waiting for the next John Tesh album to come out and stuff. I mean, I can you tell I kind of grew up in a bizarre suburb? I mean, uh, I, I used to call uh, when when this one. It's called Coconuts. Uh, it was right next door to where my mom worked. And I wanted to work there so bad. They were kind of the the closest thing to an Empire Records near me. 
and I would call up Coconuts just to prove that I had a better musical know-how than the people behind the counter answering the phone. And I would ask for Nine Inch Nails and Screaming Trees, and they would keep telling me to go call a hardware store. That was one of the cool things about record stores. The people in them, not necessarily the patrons, you know, out there looking for Michael Bolton and Yanni, but the average person behind the counter in most record stores, like Empire Records, knew the music and had a fresh opinion of it. Well, the one that it was in my neighborhood, they they had some of the least knowledgeable people on the planet working behind the counter, and you would ask them, do you have fine young cannibals? And they would say, no, we don't eat people. Click. It wasn't a prank, stupid. I was actually asking. I know, I know, I know. Get, I get it, millennials. Go ahead. Do a little Google, Google. You got it. But Empire Records was just a great movie. And it, I feel like a geezer just even, even thinking about it. I was alive to see that movie and remember it and to, to feel like the girls on the screen were kind of dreamy to me. And, and most of you, well, okay, 22% of you, have probably never seen it. So I recommend you, I don't know where you'd find it. Probably, I would hope, Netflix. Maybe Prime Video. Try to find Empire Records and watch it. You got nothing better to do. I mean, the rioting doesn't happen till the weekend, right? Now, it was asked in response to my saying that I have chosen ice cream over yogurt. What would make me want to switch to yogurt from ice cream? And I said, well, frankly, one thing is that I, I don't like the taste of most of them. And I really have not taste tested a lot, in all fairness. I really have not. But uh, I would be willing to try, and I've decided that here is one way to convince me to try your particular yogurt. So this is for, for Dannon and Chobani and uh, Yoplay and so on. This is a message to you. If you want me to try your yogurt, if you think your yogurt is the bee's knees, what I want you to do is find Randy Quaid. I want you to find Randy Quaid and ask him to to get a, you know, uh, get a, get a haircut and and shave off his beard. And I want him to replay, you know, play again his role of cousin Eddie in uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. And what I'd like him to do is go, "Hey Clark, have you tried this yogurt? It is good." And if you can get him to do that, if you can get Randy Quaid to play Cousin Eddie and endorse your yogurt as Cousin Eddie, I will try three flavors of the yogurt you manufacture. 
Now, of course, there's one asterisk by it. One. And that is, I can't be allergic to anything in it. So if it's got soy, or if it's got aspartame, or any of that jazz, forget it. I'm not poisoning myself to try your yogurt. But otherwise, I'll give it a shot. So the ball is now in your court. If you want me to try yogurt and give it a fairer shot, maybe I'll find a flavor or two that I like, so I'm not quite so hard on it all the time. Cousin Eddie it is. Just an editorial comment here. And this one is seemingly a bit specific, but ultimately it's not targeting any one person or anything like that. Humans, I want you to do me a favor. When you go into a store, stop turning on FaceTime and having the phone aimed at your chin and having whoever it is you're talking to on a speakerphone while you walk around the store. Now, see, I'm in a store, okay, and... And I think my phone has accidentally butt-dialed somebody. I'm like, oh, did I accidentally call Krista? You know, did I accidentally start a podcast I listened to? A book on tape or something? What happened? And I'm looking around and I'm looking around and here's this large woman. Uh, the best way I can put it would be a very pasty white hillbilly version of Big Mama from the Tom and Jerry cartoons. Fla flowery dress, she's got on the fuzzy slippers, and she's got uh, a couple of kids following her behind her like ducklings. And she has her phone on FaceTime, and it is aimed at her, at her chin and looking up her nose, because she has it in the cart, in her baby's lap. And she's got it on speakerphone. And I kind of want to go up to her and say, do we need to be here for this meeting? You know, I, I, I understand you're in, the, you're in the store and you have to take a phone call because you've been waiting for somebody to call you all day. And you finally get that call and you, you're in the store. You got to take it. Okay, I get that. Maybe you're buying something for somebody. Yeah, okay, sure, whatever. But do you need to have it on speakerphone so the whole store has to hear somebody on the other end doing God knows what to themselves? And then do you have to have it on FaceTime? Do you have to have, while you're shopping for 20 minutes, do you really have to have the you know your phone aimed at your chin and looking up your nose? I mean, I'm sure that Jethro at home misses you desperately, Lurleen, but perhaps he doesn't need to look up your nostrils. Unless that's just the way he is. He's like, hey, I haven't seen up Lurleen's nostrils in a while, and it kind of gets me hot. Think I'll FaceTime her while she's at the grocery store. There's good lighting in there. Nobody needs to see that. Nobody needs to hear that. If you're going to have your call, have your call. Be like millions of other annoying human beings and get yourself some Bluetooth earbuds, AirPods, 
some headphones like me, something, so we don't have to enjoy both sides of your idiotic conversation. And for the love of Pete, unless you are going live on Fox News or CNN or MSNBC or, you know, wherever it may be, stop FaceTiming. Nobody needs to see your chin for 20 minutes. Nobody needs to look up your nose. Okay, Lurleen? Okay. And wear some sensible shoes. You know, okay? Because, my goodness, your, your cankles are, are large enough that a small pygmy tribe can live on them. Please, put on some sensible shoes. Okay? Thank you. In my old wrestling video game days... They had a mode, it was called the Slobberknocker. And the Slobberknocker would be, once you beat one opponent, they would tag in a new opponent for you to take on. And this kept going on and on and on and on, until there were, I forget how many opponents that you had to beat for you to have won the Slobberknocker. Well, in 2004... A woman uh, set her own world record slobber knocker, if you will. A woman named Lisa Sparks. I've seen the photos. She's a little rough on the eyes, gentlemen. But uh, she says that she slept with 919 different men in a 24 hour period. 919 different men in a 24-hour period. Now, first of all, there's the whole tag me them in, tag me them in, tag me them in. Second, I'm thinking, where is she finding all these fellas? And third and finally, are we just now hearing about it because it took her 16 years to recover? Just wondering. Scientists have actually determined that the Spinosaurus that is featured in Jurassic Park 3 was in fact a river monster. Um, part of the reason they say that is it had 1,200 teeth. And uh, its primary place to be found was the Kem Kem River system of the Sahara Desert. Uh, to be truthful, I didn't realize that the Spinosaurus was real. I thought they were making that one up, much like the Velociraptor was kind of made up. It was a conglomeration of a couple of others, from what I understand. I thought that the Spinosaurus was completely made out of whole cloth, but it's a real animal, and... They have labeled it uh, a river monster. Fascinating stuff that even now, in 2020, we can make dinosaur discoveries, huh? Cleveland! Get on your feet for your Cleveland Indians! Yes, sir -y. Just now, the Indians defeat the White Sox 5-3 to three in the bottom of the 10th. Last-minute heroics from Frankie Lindor and a three-run home run from Jose Ramirez. God, does that feel good. 
Hallelujah. This means, my friends, the Indians are in the postseason officially. Oh, yeah. Not that there was a huge question mark around it, but my God, was there a question mark around this game. The Indians score one run in the first, and then, ah, what happened, George? What did sticks for? I mean, uh, poor Cal Quantrill, he pitches four great innings, and he comes out. Plutko gives up a run. Maton gives up runs, and it's looking pretty bad. It's looking rather disastrous. But, but, oh yeah. Bottom of the 10th, they manage the last minute heroics. Three run homer. Oh, from the GOAT, Jose Ramirez. And it's, it's Frankie Lindor and it's Jose Ramirez saving the day. Now, I don't know if something happened to Cal Quantrill or if they just thought, eh, four, four innings was enough. But he was actually dominating. He was looking great. And when they started giving up, the bullies started giving up runs. I'm like, oh, here we go. No run support for Cal Quantrill and the bully is imploding. But no. No, no, no. They give up runs in the top of the 10th and it's starting to look like the good guys are going to lose <laughs> well they weren't going to go quietly folks so Lindor brings in a run and then <whistles> Banzai right up and over the wall Jose Ramirez three run homer oh what a beautiful game that was so, the Indians are now officially in the playoffs. Officially, as my friend Jason Muse would say. Officially. So, now we just start scoreboard watching and standings watching because we are trying to catch the White Sox, whom we just beat. We're also trying to get past the Twins. Because getting past the Twins, oh, don't you know, will move us up in the ranks simply by bypassing the Twins. At last I saw, they were in a tie game. So, well, hey. And we're depending on the Detroit Tigers, so it's a 50-50 shot anyway. But let's hope. Let's hope for the best for once, Cleveland. We had a, a magic finish, the kind of finish that you get in 95 and 97. What have I been saying? We want the 95 and 97 magic, and boy, howdy, did we get some tonight. Beautiful. Let's do it again tomorrow. Yay! Well, for once, I just might get some sleep tonight, but probably not. Hopefully I dream, and if I dream, I'll dream of Krista. Good night, sweetheart. I love you. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go home.
From all of us here at Quicken Loans Arena, this is Joe Tate saying, Have a good night, everybody.